Fratellonis. Yeah. Grunhofer and Precision from you today. Yes, John. Nothing. 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 I was just thinking out loud there. Why okay, are there two, uh, can I ask a dumb question? Well, why are there two Monday night football games? They've done that a couple times this year. Well, how's a fella to watch both of them? Well, one's on the regular and one's on the, the plot or the, what do you call it? The deuce, right? Not that I intend to watch both of them, but I was just wondering. If you have uh, certain, at different start times. Uh, no, they start at the same time tonight for some reason. Oh, reason. they are? I why. Do I have anything? Um, yes. I'm really thinning out here towards the end of the year. Seafoam and Moon Motorsports. Um, I've been told Moon is done. Through this week. Oh. True. True. Okay. True this True. week. All right. I'll get back with Kayla then. Actually, yeah, Kenny, I, I, sorry, John. That's uh, right. On my schedule here, Kenny, it says they run through 1222, which would be the Friday before Christmas. Oh. That's what it says on my calendar right. here, on um, my schedule. Let me get back to Kuhn. Uh, Kayla, I'll be How are you, Rook? I'm good. Happy Monday, huh? Yeah, it's good. I mean, how's the trip? It was good. I didn't know we were coming back at 6 o'clock this morning. Got it. <laughs> I assumed that was a noon flight from there to here, and uh, I was... Great story. Rook. How did, you, <laughs> how did you receive the airport? Was it good shape? Oh, Which one? excuse me. MSB in your arrival? He was asking for his upgrade, B-word. Yeah. yeah, you never got back to me. Shocker. <laughs> you were never going to, were you? Well, I can't I mean, upgrade I knew you. you couldn't Joe, Rookie right. doesn't respond to us when it's work-related. What makes you think he's going to respond <laughs> to your... When it benefits me, right, I don't... upgrade request. You know when he responds to me? When I send him pictures of food, then he yep. responds to me. Rookie, right was the, I will say this. It was the best eating trip I've ever had. Really? But see, I like seafood. Where did you... Were you Gulf Coast or Atlantic? Did you go to Doc Ford's? Gulf. Uh, no. What? Or is his place still uh, banged up from the hurricane? <clears throat> uh, Doc's is reopened. It has. But, uh, I wanted to go look at it, but I was with somebody who would not let me use his car. <laughs> <laughs> he has uh, chosen wisely. How was the uh, the Gulf? When I was there in March, it looked pretty uh, pretty beat up. Uh, the one place I'm familiar with, uh, we went to that uh, was in good shape. It just reopened last Friday. Wow! This winter canceled in Minnesota schools. Where did you find that story? It's yeah. an Alpha, Alpha News. news oh. I think Reavers found it. I did. And then I I've been hanging on to it because it's exactly what we're talking about in terms of who are you going to stigmatize? You're going to stigmatize. Well, basically, uh, white Christian Americans. They're because they they founded the wrong country. Anyway, what's the what's the story, Chris? What's it? The title? Uh, the headline? The su- or? Is it the superintendent? Minneapolis um, DFL chair. DFL chair. Sorry. Says teachers shouldn't even do winter themed projects. Near oh, Christmas. I saw that yeah, last week. Can't do a snowflake become because that's yeah, uh, that's white. I saw that. That's like a, I don't like Christmas uh, in Florida. Doesn't really work. Does it, it doesn't work. <laughs> no. I don't like the lights up and everything on a palm tree. Eighty-two degrees and warm. Uh-huh. That'd be weird. Yeah. 
pretty Did, awesome. Are you aware of a, a restaurant uh, called True Lux? No. In Naples? No. You go to Naples? Joe, do you see what the Saudis are doing with the global climate thing? Yeah, you read they're that? they're throwing it for a loophole. They're throwing right. it for a loop. All right. Uh, Minneapolis City Council pay beats peers. Saw that. All right. And uh, some interesting pieces in today's op-ed about the state of America and humanity and people, humans and humanity. Uh, I, uh... Yeah. And how people that like to isolate themselves like me are the obviously the craziest of all. I no, you know, the life, deny that. the life Kenny's <laughs> leading is becomes more and more uh, attractive. Really? I tell you, smokehouse almonds from Blue Diamond, <laughs> that's where it's at. That's good stuff. Hey, did you bring those chocolate almonds back? No, leave them They're home. in my car. No, leave them there. They're in your car? Yeah. Well, leave them you there. You better leave them there. Really? Oh, my God, were those good. We don't have to start. We can start at a regular time if you want. Okay. So in three minutes. <laughs> okay. I don't believe I've ever encountered a three to nothing football game. How about, and that was the wild score as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Patrick got quoted on the Dan Patrick show this morning when I was driving in. How injured is Jefferson? <clears throat> Took him to the hospital. I don't know. I didn't see a second of the game I because saw we yeah, I saw were hit. in a heated battle. Sixth grade tournament in Delano yesterday. Oh, God. Moundsview got us by one. Boy, it was a tough you one. You guys, I went to a Walgreens and I bought a razor and some shaving cream and some toothpaste and a toothbrush. Did you not travel? And you know what? I didn't have to find anybody with a key. Wow. It's open season. You in, uh, that means Southwest you didn't check Florida. your bag. Did you? You just had a carry on. Yeah. I never check a bag. Right, but then you got to spend a hundred dollars on S when you but get I, down I there. I found a razor that's hands down the best razor I ever tried. Harry's razors, uh, yes. Uh, uh, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Lee Childs wrote about. You're like that guy. I take you know, a toothbrush. Yeah, and a yeah, nothing, and like a hundred ninety nine dollars in cash. Yeah. <laughs> what was that big guy's name? You're just like him, Joe. Jack Reacher. Trouble follows you wherever you go. Hey, I just saw trailers for clip. Jack Reacher yeah, on yeah. Netflix. This week. No, it's on Amazon. Amazon. It's this week. And it's, it's season played, two. It's finally, Reacher's finally played by the right guy. That so, guy Joe, looks like a bad Joe, 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 Joe. Joe. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Ken. Three years too late. This is season two. Yeah. There's already is, been 12 episodes one. out. The first the first season of Reacher. Oh my God, it was amazing. Well, he's this big, giant mountain of a man, and one punch knocks him out cold. It's so awesome, and it's the Lee Child formula. You know, he's wrongly accused, and he works his way out of trouble and solves the problem. It's great. And this is that, season two that's I'm coming with out. Joe, I didn't know that's that was correct. season two. Well, I'm gonna. You got it. When I went to the theaters, it was the no, diminutive Tom no, Cruise. Yeah, no, no, you got to ignore Jack the, Reacher, yeah. which made no, no sense. Two separate entities. You got to ignore the right. Tom Cruise stuff. That's BS. I, I do. Um, but you for, need uh, Skyfall or whatever the hell that thing was. Before called. you watch this Reacher that's coming out this week on the fifteenth, go and watch the one from a couple of years ago. Right. Twelve episodes. You will love it. Who's the actor? Is he well known? No, I, I no, I didn't no. know. Who was the no. what? Which was the one with the Giant. guy from the Office? The other John Krasinski. Wasn't that a Reacher thing? 
Mm. You know, didn't he play Tom Clancy? Who's Tom Clancy's hero? Um, you know, Tom Clancy wrote all these books. Oh, am about- I getting them mixed up? Yeah. Oh. The trailer I saw is that uh, Reacher's approaching a cafe because he loves coffee and pie. Yeah. And, yeah. and he's approaching a cafe, and out of the cafe comes this redneck in a white Jack beater Ryan, t-shirt. That's what I'm of. And yeah, Jack he's Ryan. being very mean to his woman. And saying, you know, oh, very, that's, that, very that's foul first, things to her. And then he's the first season. He slams his fist against the side of the truck and it looks like he's going to attack her. And then he notices Reacher staring at him and he says, You got a problem? He uses swear words. You got a problem? Reacher yeah. doesn't say a word. He just stares right. at the guy. Right. That's the first season. That's, you you know. can watch that tonight. And ultimately, the guy just says, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. I'm I'll, a bad I'll, day. I'll do better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Reacher doesn't hit him. The clip yeah. you saw was the one where the mom's at the ATM, and he's behind her in line, yeah. right? No, no. Yeah. Oh, what's that's... this? What's this guy gonna do? Yeah. He kicks the bumper; it sets off the airbag. Oh, it's so awesome! It's fantastic! It's like USA, USA. It's so awesome. <laughs> well, then yeah. it seems truer to the format than that Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Well, he, he, the problem with Tom Cruise is you can't get past the. He's five foot one. Well, he's a midget. He's diminutive. Can we say midget? Uh, you know, they have to put him on an orange you crate. Know what he so is, he, Matt? he's a small person. Small person. The dwarf yeah. that shot you. Huh? Remember Pete Washenberger? He's that little dwarf that took pictures. Oh, yeah. He had my picture taken. His, his ad was the dwarf that shot you. Yeah. Oh, there's some dispute here, Chris. <clears throat> How have you I've, missed I've really uh, riled sales up. How have you yeah, missed? I see uh, that I'm responding. Swan oh, rivers. you're involved in the loop too yeah. now? Yeah. Oh, you all know, right. That's the thing, rookie. It's full of good restaurants. Yeah. That's really good. You know, it's it's all it's all beyond price range now i it's i see if i saw one i saw 10 houses in the naples daily news advertised for above 30 million bucks right on gulf shore drive i don't like seeing totals money totals in emails yeah me either (laughs) that makes me uncomfortable we should not be good good job kenny what are you talking yeah i guess you know (laughs) fratelloni's hardware and garden stores (laughs) the email i got about no, council no. Salaries? This, you is, got, this is something oh, completely that. unrelated. Yeah. Is my privacy. Oh, what's, what's that one about? <laughs> a wooden nickel. Here's the deal with the hat, guys. There's yes, uh, there's been an incident, Uh-oh. and I, I've got to keep the hat on for about a month and a half, and oh, I apologize. No. I'm not trying to be well, a jackass. I would rather not. Oh, I, I know, I know. He was burning tires again, and he got too close to the gas can. You burn your head. Something happened. And, uh, <laughs> and something happened. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to laugh because I don't want. I, I don't even really want to. So whatever you guys make up is fine because I really, I, I went into town this morning and I showed a few people, and they all of them broke their ribs laughing at me. So wait, I nailed it. I nailed it, didn't I? <laughs> Did whatever you, you guys did you color your hair like a gay pride flag is that is that what's it's going on just something happened oh, that's I all died his hair. no i know that i know i'm way close to home red. if i was going to dye anything it would be this big mud flap hanging off my chin <laughs> Bratelloni's hardware and garden store hey. you ready joe Bratelloni's hardware and garden stores brings your garage logic podcast number 1206 december 11th 
2023. 56 degrees on this day in 1913. It was 14 below in 1972. And boy, the early 70s were chilly. And I can tell you this. On this day in the year 2010, I don't remember this, 16.3 inches of snow. Oof. On this day in 2010. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Sushi. Did you guys have fun? A blast. Thanks. Thank you to Tom Hauser. Yep. It was pleasant. He knows how to uh he knows how to do the job, let's say. Well that's a plus, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Did you have fun? Plus, by the way, we should have had play well. Oh. You know what's fun having Hauser around? He basically does your ad for you. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I I mentioned 30 bales and he went on for oh, four and a half minutes right. about how he, he goes there with his sister. It was fantastic. Yeah, he's got Tom, take it away. Close, his sister. His sister, I believe, lives in Hopkins. I'll be damned. It was Chris. Yes, sir. I have to get something off my chest. I thought I did Thursday. I bet I didn't. I'm sorry. Wednesday. Uh Wednesday we discussed. All of us had watched and taken notes and we discussed the fall of Minneapolis, mm-hmm. the uh, Liz Collin film on the whole George Floyd weekend and trial. Okay. And I, if I didn't make it clear Wednesday, uh, I should make it clear today. Yes, when that story broke, I, I, for the most part, violated my own rules the 72-hour rule on a big story or the 48-hour rule on a big story because I remember uh, people are writing me and saying, uh, you you said you witnessed a murder back in May of 2020. And, uh, yeah, I was taken by that moment, and I, uh, I didn't apply my own rules to myself. And so watching that film uh, turned me around. Yes, sir. I would rather put you on the spot but in this case i think i have to defend you uh joe because as we also discussed the body cam footage didn't come out till much much later the only angle we had available to us for a long time was the same angle that everybody saw and when you compare two different shots of the same moment the one we were looking at looked like his knee was definitely on his neck and that's what i saw and that's what you saw, and you said something, I'll paraphrase you, I saw a man get murdered or killed. It was something along yeah, those lines. Yeah. But the other angle that was shot at the same time clearly shows the knee on the shoulder blade. Yes, you were in the back. Well, and not to mention, what does, and I'm not indicting this listener in particular. No, I don't but need to be defended by you I'm guys. I'm not going to. I said what I said on May 26th of 2020 and uh but how are we supposed to not basically 
dissect that story. It was in our backyard. It was a national story. You know, to, to have had a different reaction on May 26, 2020, you almost would have needed a medical degree. Um, I have conservative far-right friends that were just as outraged as anybody else, true supporters and lovers of the police that were just as outraged as we were. And so to think, Joe, if you had that opinion, on May 26, 2020, we might not be here in all seriousness. If you had that opinion on May 26 with what the national opinion? outrage. What of, do you mean? Of the, well, I, I mean, if I had come on May 26, 2020 and said there's not a chance in hell that cop murdered that guy. We wouldn't be here. Well, we might be here, but it would have taken a while to. You uh, would have been the only person that had that opinion. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure Alex Jones thought it was. A, you know. Um. Well, did you see? Uh, did you see? He's been reinstated <laughs> on Twitter. What a relief! What a relief! Wait, don't change the subject though. I'm not. Um. Again, what was the deal with the Minneapolis police not releasing that footage? They should have released it right away, so we could have seen what happened from the second they landed on the scene there. That's where people say the digging must continue. The 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 uh, uh, people analyzing this believe there's still more to the story. Mm. Uh, yeah, I would I would I'm I'm very glad giving this assignment exclusively to Liz Collin. She seems to have the knowledge, the wherewithal, and the technology at her fingertips to do this stuff. So let her keep going. Maybe she intends to. We've said we'll have her on more frequently. Uh, we'll have her on shortly, one of these days, and see where it go. There's there's a good way to follow up. Where do you take this from here? We lost the cougar. We all know that. Yep. The uh, the cougar was hit, but a guy, uh, Tom, uh, has a great point. I can't help but comment on the Star Tribune's headline today. This was dated last week. Concerning the cougar recently spotted in Minneapolis. The headline blares, cougar spotted in Minneapolis killed on I-394 by Hummer. <laughs> <laughs> well, the headline, is, the headline is a great example of how organizations like the Star Tribune manipulate the language to elicit an emotional response from their readers. In my opinion, the correct headline should have read Cougar spotted in Minneapolis killed crossing I-394. Mm -hmm. Well, of course that should have been the headline. Although I am one who is always curious in stories involving crashes and fatalities, right. what kind of vehicle. Right. I didn't really care what kind of vehicle hit a cat. John, you want to take this one? Or do I, I don't, because I'm just amazed, but no, I, I don't. I, I'm going to guess. What have I missed? John, back me up here. But I'm going to nod, nudge, nudge. I, I'm going to guess that the headline writer may have tried <laughs> to include the vehicle type for the innuendo. Nudge, Read it nudge. again. Give wait, that one to me well, again. This well, is, this is a case of no bear meat at the glory hole. We're going to have to explain oh, things to him. Bingo. Cougar yeah. spotted in Minneapolis, killed an I-394 by Hummer. <laughs> well, the vehicle. Right. Yes. Uh -huh. 
Yeah. My first thought. Rookie, will you pull up Urban Dictionary with Hummer? <laughs> I don't want to know what that is, and why are you doing that? Then let's just stick to the story here. I want to know what kind of vehicle it was. How come that car accident he didn't tell me? Damn uh, right. Uh, you, you, see what you're doing? you know what? I can pretend <laughs> to be serious <laughs> about this, even though I'm not. Um, so are we to assume, <laughs> great leader and talk show host, Joe Fouchere, <laughs> that if a Toyota Prius would have hit the Cougar, it would have just slid right over the top? and looked around and did anybody see that Who and then <laughs> continued walking across 394 the there i contributed tom mitzel wrote this email and i really all i merely intended to do was corroborate his inclinations well he's not wrong but there's the, a funnier the, angle the, to this. the agenda i'm not looking for the comedy hour at this moment the, the, uh, <laughs> the headline writer was that's the too late point. the agenda uh though the template will have uh news gathering institutions condemning uh large special or exotic vehicles you'll recall yep. a couple of summers ago the cars you got the name you got the manufacturer of every kind of car that was speeding on 394 yeah. maseratis aston martins and ferraris well, that was done on purpose to ridicule, A, to ridicule wealth, B, to ridicule the car, B, to ridicule uh, gas mileage. That was the only reason that was that was mentioned was the names of the cars. I would agree completely with that. But in this case, it had nothing to do with that. I'm sorry. Well, either that or the headline writer thought it would take a Hummer to kill a Cougar. But um, boom. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I got yep. that new guitar upstairs. I'm just going to go play guitar. We'll yeah. see you guys. <laughs> I've never been. Uh, that's never. It's not a an problem. issue. I not won't. Issue. It yeah. took a heavy vehicle to get the cat. Uh huh. Gotcha. Gotcha. Boom, boom. Thick. That's with two C's and no K. Thick. <laughs> I can't go for that. Before I move on to some really important things. Let's go. I got a ruling. No, we got a 40th birthday request we from Cheyenne. Guess how she spells Cheyenne. Oh, 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 oh not no. with an S. No. Oh, no. Not with an S. No. Oh, spell. How do you think she spelled Cheyenne? Like the uh, city. Just like the city, S only with an S instead of a C. Uh, yeah. S-H-Y-A-N-N. Shy. Oh, what? Yeah. Shy Ann. Shy Like Shy Ronnie? In a, in a last name I can't pronounce. <laughs> well, the last name isn't Foghornable. No, but this year is. It's not right. Hummer, is it? No. <laughs> she wants a shout out to her husband, Bradley, for his 40th birthday. We don't do that. Well, no, Plus, we, we don't really do 40th birthdays anyways. Right. He's Bradley. a major fan of GL and plays the episode on repeat every day throughout the house. He turns 40 on December 17th. I'd love for Joe to give him a shout out. Thanks. She attached a picture that's Bradley with me at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. But we're not going to tell. Uh, do happy birthday. No, we don't do that. Cheyenne. Give her the Duluth for that. That's terrible. Is there a dash? It's S -S not her fault. It is her fault. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. Chris, that's funny you asked. That's how I wrote it. S-H-Y dash S-H-Y dash A-N-N. Yeah. And Brennan's looking for a ruling on the name of their first child, the first child of his wife and himself. They named the child Aria, A-R-I-A, Josephine. 
I'm I'm not I'm not knee jerk uh, reaching for the foghorn. Isn't area a name? A R I A could somebody spelled look yes. it up quickly. Uh, Josephine, yeah. there's certainly nothing wrong with Josephine. Right. That's a real name. Uh, and this guy's Brennan from Brewster. Brennan from Brewster. Uh, area. I I th- isn't there an area Grande, uh, a singer? Or, uh, well, yes, uh, Aria, an area Aria. actually Aria. is a, an area is a long piece of music. Uh, ARA. Aria. but Aria. also also here. Yeah. It's also, uh, yes, a name meaning song or melody in Italian. So, A-R-I-A? Uh, I, I, yeah. I am not foghorning. Aria means lioness in I, Greek. Aria. Let's there pronounce it Aria. Aria. Aria yeah. is, you know, where they put the store. Hey, like area this area over, over here. here. Yeah. <laughs> 612, that's my area. <clears throat> um, speaking of family and names and all that stuff, uh, we had a basketball tournament of the weekend and a gentleman came up to me and said, Hi. This is the mom of the dad of the guy that I said, stop. He was completely ripping you off and how you introduced Pat uh, Donahue, Donahue the other right. day. Oh. Instead of my grandma. grandma. Hey, you guys. This I, is my origin, dad's mother. <laughs> the origin of Aria is Hebrew. What you say? Aria, Aria is a variant. Can't we say Aria? Aria. Aria. Yes, it is. Uh, see, also the related Do you have to category talk like that when you're Hebrew. talking about our friends. Yes, during the Festival of Lights. <laughs> you know, I take a lot of pictures of cars when I'm on the road. Huh? Uh, like if I'm in the parking lot of a very upscale area, yeah. especially in South Florida. Well, obviously, I saw McLarens, I saw Maseratis, Ferraris, Bentleys, or a dime a dozen. Did I ever tell you the time I took a picture of a guy's car in? Uh, What's the, there's a real nice street in uh, Palm Beach, the main rich people. That'd be Main Street. Yeah, that's Main Street. (laughs) First. Whatever. (laughs) I see a Rolls Royce turn the corner. (laughs) I see a Rolls Royce turn the corner. I not only took a picture of it, I stepped, I wasn't, this is years ago. That was this trip. I stepped into the street and held my phone up and started taking pictures. (laughs) The guy parks. He gets out. It's Joey Goomba. It's somebody from The Sopranos. Oh boy! It's somebody that I Worth thought, Avenue. I, Worth Avenue. I thought, oh my god! And he's coming towards me, and he's looking at me. He probably thinks that guy's FBI, and he's taking a picture of me. He's taking a picture of my car. Not very subtle. I Wait. wasn't subtle. And he and then the the dame gets out of the car. You know, twelve inch yeah. heels and. Yeah. Uh, Tall hairdo. The hair isn't her color and the whole deal. And and I finally just said, I, I just I'm from Minnesota. We don't see these. I, I love your car. I love your car, sir. So it's the worst case scenario right away. Such an embarrassment. And so I turned and walked away and I didn't hear a click of a trigger or anything. Yeah. So I got well, that's good. I was all right. Hey, Paulie. Hey. Was that the same trip where you pulled up next to a car and you said, What year is it? No, it was a different trip. What year, what year is it? And the guy looked at me and he said, well, it's, it's 2018. <laughs> I said, no, what year is the car? Oh, no. <laughs> kind of gives you the glance. Like, look at this goober. Oh, well, it's 2018, Pops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I uh, meant what year is your car? Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> what year is it? 
As if you had been dropped from a spacecraft. Hey, hey, right. Uh, just so you're right next to his Hey, hey sit back from what the year future. is it? Yeah. <laughs> Frozen caveman. I'm a little confused. <laughs> I've just been thawed. Uh, I was going oh. to see the kids I used to have, and it was at Carson. Oh, that's right. You were in Chicago. Mine, and I, I thought, it's idiocracy is what it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So Bill Miller's going to do my precision garage door ad today. Okay. Uh, I don't mind at all when GLers weigh in on our wonderful clients. Yeah. Hail the flashlight king and the mighty grain cart driver because he's going to get a two for one here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two oh one. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He said, I know how excited you both yeah. get when you get an email that writes your ad for your valued GL sponsors. Yep. As the fall was approaching, I started to hear the usual grunts and squeaks from our 25-year-old garage door. But just as I was about to check it out on a nice Sunday afternoon, tragedy struck and the cable snapped. Of course, I called Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin, and they had multiple options for a tech to come right out. I scheduled a late afternoon 4 p.m. appointment on Monday. The experience started out great, and every step was outstanding. The tech, Jonathan, called me a few hours before my appointment, gave me the exact time he would arrive, he showed up on time, and he was in a fantastic, helpful mood. Together, we surveyed the door, and Jonathan came into the house with a very thorough repair plan and an assessment on the door and other options for the future, along with a price that was very reasonable. He then went to work, and I asked if I wanted a watch as a GLer, of course. I might learn something, and boy, did I ever. He fixed the cable, tuned the door, and when I tested it, I was amazed. The door never operated that quietly even when it was new. Jonathan said the best preventive maintenance he could perform going forward was to twice a year make sure all the hinges, rollers, tracks, and pulleys get a good shot of seafoam deep creep. Ah. But ink bang, boom, done. The entire interaction and repair took less than an hour, and I would recommend them to anyone needing garage door repair and replacement. Bill Wilson in Marina in the St. Croix. Bill, That's Bill Miller. I'm sorry, Bill Miller. Yeah, Bill Miller's a good guy. That's precisiondoormn.com yeah. or precisiondoor at 612-263-6985. Yes, Kenny. And that seafoam available at your <laughs> nearby automotive chemical <laughs> counter. Uh, a wonderful product in a world of bad gas and crappy old rusted junky garage doors. Rook. Yeah, I was out. Here's what I need from you today. Minnesota Masonic. Okay. Zero res. And sound story. Yes. So I'll take one as we bump back here, sir. Copy that. <clears throat> I'm ready. I'm not yet. I need oh. a minute. Sorry. I want to talk about the uh, the game. I want to talk about the failed academy elites. Okay. And then dovetail into what the Minneapolis schools wish to do about Christmas. Okay, you ready? 
Uh, I am, right? Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. I would say the nuts and bolts of life include making sure that when you have guests over, your um, air ducts are clean, your carpets are clean, and I want them professionally done by Zero Res. I have used Zero Res in the past, and I love their work. They stand behind behind it. If you need that carpet cleaned up, don't wait until December 23rd, my birthday, the day before Christmas Eve, to get that done. Call them today. I'm going to give you a telephone number, but I want to give you a little history about Zero Res. They have a 4.9 rating on Google. That's nice. Over 17,000 reviews, so you know what you're going to get. And the Zero Res Gotta Love It Guarantee makes it easy to get what you pay for. Zero Res stands behind every cleaning. What was the deal? Oh, yeah. Call Zero Res today for the GL special, the rookie GL special. Three rooms, Zero Resified. Starts at just 129 bucks. And don't forget, your air ducts this month take 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts Zero Res clean. 952-Zero-Res, Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z, or go online to ZeroResMinnesota.com and tell me you want the rookie and the Garage Logic special. You got to say it to get it. Zero res. Spell it forward or backward. It's spelled the same. We learned late last week that the presidents of Harvard, MIT, and Penn, the University of Pennsylvania, testified, well, not testify, were, were asked by a congressional hearing committee what in God's name they meant by uh, not condemning the vile vile hatred on campus expressed towards Jewish people. And it was an eye-opener. I I hope the whole country had its eyes opened. People uh, should be aware that this was the ultimate proof uh, and, and corroboration of the failed academy. And we've there's one down now. Liz McGill is gone. She was uh, the president of Penn, and her superiors, which would be what the regents, I would imagine. She should have been fired just for the, you know, the backtracking she attempted. Well, that and the smirking was just. So far, Claudine Gay, the president of Harvard, as of this moment, I don't have any breaking news. As of this moment, she remains. President and MIT President Sally Kornbluth remains a president, but these women all uh, came up under under questioning from from Congress. Uh, they said, "Well, uh, calling for genocide against the Jews would not violate our school policies based on context." Well, there isn't any context. There is no context. So what that tells me is, and I I read this with, studied this greatly. These these foul foul people, and we've we're ahead of the game on this failed academy. Mm-hmm. And here they came, and a lot of people in the country are are zeroing in on the failure of the elites, the failure of the Ivy League schools. This is this is really showing us the scandal of their mediocrity. And and it's every school, people. They're all, let's say there's a thousand colleges. Okay. And there's obviously many more. Well, 995 of them are failed. 
it's very the 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 ones that operate with moral clarity and and ethical behavior are few and far between these people are gone they 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 have jumped the shark these three women were are so trapped they're so ensnared by the diversity equity and inclusion movement that they no longer even know how to speak because the fear would be that they would they would upset somebody. Right. Yes. Case in point. Case in point. Yeah. So the answer is yes. That calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct. Correct. Again, it depends on the context. It does not depend on the it's context. The answer any. is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers across the board. That was a New York legislator. Give me your name. Stefanik. Stefanik. And this Claudine Gay, you're in over your head, lady. Just, well. But isn't is. that what you get when you decide to put a person in charge that's the first of whatever? Now the question is, and uh, greater minds than me are at work on this, why are they incapable of speaking the truth? Why are they incapable of speaking with clarity? Why are they incapable of having a moral backbone? And the answer I can come up with is, again, they're so invested in the what they believe to be the unfairness of the founding of this country, mm. even though they're all making a million dollars a year and have 15 people working for them and have luxurious offices. They're all frauds. They're all hypocritical frauds, but they have allowed themselves to become invested in the idea that this is a lousy country. And in order to make it less lousy, they they pander to students who they believe are marginalized. So that would be Palestinians, for example, because look at the way they're treated they think they're treated by the Jews, even though Palestinians work in Israel, women work in Israel. Uh, uh, if that's an occupation, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good one. If you're going to be occupied, you might want to be occupied by. I'd rather be occupied by Israel than say Russia. But okay. I'm not. I'm going. I'm getting off my track because we're not here to talk about occupation because I I don't see it that way. We're here to dis- to say that. These chickens have come home to roost. These They have been caught in their own duplicity. They have been caught by their inability. They have been caught having thrown their moral clarity away in favor of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Because there's much of diversity, equity, and inclusion that is not moral that can have no moral clarity. For example, you can't have equity and freedom. I would submit to you that's a that's a uh, that's an absence of moral clarity to so casually throw freedom away in the interest of equity. You're throwing freedom away for God's sakes. Uh, and uh, diversity we've been do- we've been talking about diversity for 15 years. Diversity is a fact. But it's made, it's been made part of an academic theology. And here come these three. They're idiots, quite right, literally. Right. I, I'm sorry to say quite they literally. Thought they, had, they thought they had it. They're, they they looked down on getting questioned. They were smirking. It was as though they were saying, you just, 
you really so don't stupid. understand yeah. the way we operate. You don't yeah. understand mm-hmm. what we're up to. We do understand what you're up to. You think the genocide of Jews has to be taken in context. There is no context. Genocide means death. You morons. Now, will something come of this? Will there be will there be enough pushback and enough blowback that the academies begin to not be failed anymore? Well, that's where I was going to go because there, basically yeah. the only reason uh, the gal from Penn, I forget her name. The gal from Penn is Liz, Liz McGill. McGill. The only reason that she was well dismissed is because of big budget donors. Yeah, that's where the pushback is coming from. And yeah, if and, well, apparently that's where it's going to have to. And, come and that's from. what I'm saying. If that, if that hadn't happened, there would be no stink, right? Mm-hmm. You guys, I mean, do you guys have agree we, with me? Have we seen? I think we have, but I can't recall. Have we seen any instances? Where a university president has come out and said, "You know what? Um, I'm I have to part ways with what these kids are saying and what these other um, professors are saying." You know what I mean? Yes. And they're yeah. denouncing yeah. their leftist views. I'm sure that has happened in the country, but so it's the not ones, making headlines. The ones that are promoting are are okay with the genocide of Jews. Are they? Do they truly believe that in their heart, or do they have to be true to their past actions and comments, and in order to stay true to who they've, what they've presented themselves as, they have to say that? You know what I mean? Are you're, are, are you're, they being the, disingenuous? Yes, the second part of your statement is is correct. They they're not going to go kill a Jew, but they they consider their consider their life uh if you think the third rail is isolated these people are entirely isolated and insulated from reality they are surrounded by uh faculties who wish to appease them so they're going to act the same mm-hmm. way they they even don't know how to speak if you'll note if you listen to the whole hearing i don't know which woman was the first to speak who did Stefanik grill first? Let's say it was McGill. It might have been McGill. And McGill used the word context. Well, then a light bulb went off the in the heads of Gay and uh, Cornbluth because they both then used context yep. because, well, that must be the word we could maybe get away with if we put this in context. It's we'll, so vague. We'll try not to bother Abdul, who's taking chemistry at our school, and that we'll try to get out of this. We'll use the word context. That'll throw them because it makes us sound like we're really bright and really deep. No, there is no context. Mm-hmm. There is there, that, that word doesn't even belong in the sentence. Right. No. And I just hope it has... Major league repercussions. If you're, if you're uh, the the parent of a child, <clears throat> uh, and you have the money, and you're paying attention to life in America, and uh, uh, and your child has expressed a wish to attend either Penn, MIT, or Harvard. I, I, I got to think you have to be having heart-to-heart talks with your kid about, do we really want to go there? Do you really want to give these people 75 grand a year? For what purpose? These people have lost sight of 
There, there, there is much third rail as the political class. Well, does a Harvard law degree still mean what it used to? I'm sure I mean, wasn't yeah, that was the does. pinnacle? That was the pinnacle, wasn't it? Yeah, at, at some does. point. Yeah. So let me ask you: Do you think the hatred of America from these failed universities? Do you think it comes from a pure and organic place within their hearts, or do you think there's some other evil at work there driving this agenda? Because it just seems so asinine to hate the country that's given you so much. I mean, like, for instance, you look back on the Native Americans experience in this country, and it's, it's to say the least, it's a bummer, man. Mm-hmm. A- and it's hard not to side with them. But at the same time, you go, you know, pretty good country. Things have changed. We're mm-hmm. getting better, et cetera, et cetera. So the question is, is this hatred coming from a pure spot or am I, do I have the conspiracy boots pulled up? I don't think the hatred comes from, I don't think the hatred is intrinsic. I think the hatred has become the agenda of their industry. And why do they have that agenda? How can those industries possibly succeed that agenda, they believe, has them chastising Christian America, for lack of a better way, uh, for an unfairness throughout what they see, an unfairness throughout the history of the country. And well, they are the ones, self-appointed, who believe they can remedy that only to find out that to immerse themselves in the agenda of their industry, they have lost all their of their humankind. They have lost their humanness. They right. have lost their ethics, their morality, their faith. They've lost it all. And, and to stay in the industry and to make a million bucks a year and be a very important president of Harvard, or hell, five million a year at Harvard, what do I know? To uh, And I'm a black woman who has risen to this position, uh, Claudine Gay, at Harvard. Uh, yes, I'm going to subscribe to the elements of this industry that I'm in now. I'm a CEO in this industry, and this is what we do. And so along comes... Uh, some kids that she thinks are marginalized. She can't, she has no tools left. She's given away all her tools. She has no tools left to condemn those kids and read them the riot act. She has no tools left because the industry supersedes her own humanity. That's my take on it, and I didn't know I would be this good. Yeah, I didn't know either. (laughs) John, help me. Weigh in. I do have uh, a couple things I would like to mention. Uh, Kenny, you were asking about presidents. Apparently, there were a group of presidents who put out a uh, statement in October, uh, basically in favor of Israel, uh, including uh, University of Notre Dame, State University of New York, uh, Baylor University, United Negro College Fund, Dillard University, uh, all and a bunch more that that put out a statement in in favor of of Israel. And then the other thing I wanted to note was uh, at Harvard, uh, and this gives me as much pause as as, uh, Ms. Gay does, uh, 600 of the faculty released a statement over the weekend 
backing her up and supporting her. Uh, that's about a quarter of their faculty. Wow. Uh, well, which, that, again, that's just it might be as simple as them knowing where their bread's buttered and betting that she's not going to get fired or leave. It, it really is a gamble, isn't it? Yeah. Because where's the other three quarter? The you know the majority. How come they're not making noise? Because they're probably scared for their jobs. Which it's is a failed ridiculous. academy, folks. Yeah. And I really would think long and hard about your beloved child being thrown into that BS. That's exactly why, you know, I've told my kids, hey, we don't need to strive for that kind of greatness. Let's, let's keep yeah. our focus. Dialer back a little bit. Lower kids, end kids don't yeah. work that hard. Let's, let's, just that hard. let's keep right about a C plus, B minus. Under the radar. Yep. Well, let's see if we can't if we can't marry this topic to that topic, the chair of the Minneapolis DFL, the chair of the, the party yeah. wants to reconsider any winter themed activities they have planned for students this month uh, because it could be misconstrued as a Christmas activity. Okay. So, so first of all, yep. first of all, let's just start with the basics. This should erase any doubt in your mind that the DFL and the teachers union are one and the same. Right. Or you got here's right. a here's the head of the DFL party telling teachers, God, don't make hey, snowflakes. He's or up anything. on that. Jeez, you know, that could be construed as Christmas. Is that a sled? Get that out of get here. That sled out of there. Can I get a harumph? Oh my. Teachers, you know that winter-themed activity you have planned? Would you do it in February? No. Then it's Christmas, not winter, and you should reconsider. Brianna Lee wrote on X, formerly known as Twitter, and good old Alpha News came up with this. I don't think you saw this in the Star Tribune or the Pioneer Press. One person disagreed with Lee's post, saying he remembers making ornaments every year in elementary school. Okay, great. According to Lee, making ornaments <laughs> could put students in an uncomfortable position. She went on to say that if people want their children to participate in religious stuff at school, there are schools for that. Well, I have news for you, Brianna Lee, you foul person. What in the hell is religious about an ornament? But see, her point would be, well, it's affiliated with Christmas. Or the snowflake. You know, the kid cuts the, you know, you fold the paper in half and then you make the, is it right. symmetry? Whatever. Yeah, you if the... you went to a, and I am going to circle back hey. to the <laughs> Ivy League presidents. Watch, see if I can pull it off. If you went to a Christian school, that's cool, but not everyone is Christian in public schools. So it's not okay to put kids in an uncomfortable position. It's long been known that doing Christmas stuff makes non-Christian kids uncomfortable. Uh, we don't know that, do we? Uh, because they are forced to participate. I went to a Catholic school. If you want your kid to do religious stuff at school, there are schools for that. Public means non-denominational. The executive director of the Minnesota House GOP, Andrew Wagner, also responded to Lee's post. No one has ever taken offense to a winter activity or a holiday activity for that matter. They're projecting misery onto kids who yep. just want to cut out snowflakes. Yep. Let me stop right there. Then Brianna Lee, well, she's not a, a teacher, is she? Uh, she's a DFL party uh, factotum. 
those those teachers that subscribe to this, they shouldn't get two weeks off then. Yeah, work then. Why, why in the hell are you taking <laughs> right. two weeks work off? Work during the holiday. We'll see you on Monday. Flip Wilson. Lee was criticized earlier this year for a social media post that celebrated the death of President Ronald Reagan. He single-handedly destroyed the middle class and gave corporations the ability to buy our elections. Uh, We don't know that. Lee wrote in a deleted post, bleep that guy. Only she used the F word. Got it. Yeah, she's not a classy woman. Uh, uh, She's not smart either. No. Uh, She is... I can't believe she's the chair of the Minneapolis DFL. I she can't. is not a smart human being. Doesn't that tell you everything you need to oh know? Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's see if I can come back to Claudine Gay uh-uh. and Liz McGill. Circle back. Let me see if I can circle back. <laughs> it's okay to diminish anything white and Christian because that smacks too much of putting the country together in the first place. So it's okay. It's They don't understand their own irony and their own hypocrisy. They want inclusion except for the kids who would like to decorate snowflakes for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't, that, wouldn't, wouldn't inclusivity include those kids? And, and if Abdul or, uh, you know, Jesus, well, Jesus would probably be Catholic. Never right. mind. If Abdul and, and somebody else, Wong Lee, uh, find that uh, disconcerting, well, then they don't have to make the snowflakes. They can read their book or do whatever. Well, why are you, why are you dismissing only Christian children, be they black, white, red, blue, or red, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Why are you dismissing only them? Because you are once again in the position of being offended on the behalf of somebody else. And it's the same thing the elites, the so-called elites did at, at the at the Ivy League schools. They're making a terrible presumption that, uh, no, they're making a terrible assumption that they must act on behalf of of kids feeling uncomfortable, and they've and they're so destroyed by their ideology mm. that they believe it could make a Palestinian kid uncomfortable to see a sign uh, in favor of Israel. Right. Context. Got it. Jesus, it's just. Are you uncomfortable? Yes. You make a nice living. Yes. You could add, you mentioned whites and Christians. You could add conservatives or Republicans of any color or nationality. They hate them equally, as um, evidenced by this Brianna Rosalie's Twitter account. I wouldn't read it. It's just so filled with ignorance. It's hard no, you know to get through it. with anger. Um, this is um, a reaction to a tweet that mentions the amount of Democrats and Republicans that are uh, that are professors, faculty members. And her her reaction here is, um, and it's I'll just read it. I can't believe it. I'm shocked there there are any theater professors who aren't liberal. If I had any while I was a theater major, I would have switched out of the class. Conservatives don't get to love theater and hate the gays that make it thrive. 
it's just this well she's a walking huge, cliche yeah it, making this huge ignorant assumption that conservatives don't know anything about theater and art and hate gay people what the hell headline in today's star Jeez. tribune front page amid campus anti-semitism the right seizes the moment and this is a new york times piece yeah and it's pathetic it's yeah. it's it's making the genocide of jews merely a, a difference of of thinking between the right and left in this mm. country not to that extent but it's it's vaguely along those lines and it's uh, these dumb these dumb republicans find it distasteful uh that that the the uh, uh kids are pro hamas they find that distasteful they uh, uh welcome back Interesting piece in the Powerline blog. Uh, they're referencing a Wall Street Journal poll, and the headline in the Powerline blog is "Morality Now a Partisan Issue." Who would have ever thunk that just simple morality is a left and, versus and, right thing? And it's 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 more than that, isn't it? It shouldn't be either. Morality should be straight yeah. across the board, the most nonpartisan thing you ever encounter, ever. Do good. Don't do crimes. Don't be bad. Don't kill people. Genocide is evil. Why is that a left or right issue? Spending time with the likes of those school presidents would, would to me, it would feel creepy. They're creeps. They're, they're, they've surrendered too much of their humanity to partake in their industry. Now, John... Who, who trains service dogs, among his other callings. Mm -hmm. He's doing my Grunhofer's ad. Oh. He's the salsa, John. Yeah, he does a lot of stuff. I, like you, have never been a big meat raffle guy. Who wants to bring meat home from a bar? Me. A month ago, the wife and I stopped at the VFW in Hugo on a Friday night to get a bite to eat, and a meat raffle was just starting. Lots of meat for the raffle was spread out on display on a pool table. I happened to walk by the table before the raffle started and noticed all the meat for the raffle was from the meat emporium, Grundhoffers. I headed back to our table and told the wife, we're in. We spent the next hour and a half buying raffle tickets and hoping the wheel would land on our numbers. It did many times. We left the establishment that evening with two meatloaves, three pounds of bacon, a package of steaks, and a small roast. My question to you, Mayor, is it okay to participate in a meat raffle if the prize is meat from the one and only Grunhoffers? Well, the answer is yes, of mm -hmm. course, mm -hmm. of course. I don't think we would have uh, participated if I hadn't noticed that the loot was from Spencer. We have gone back several times since that first night, but want to know if this activity is GL approved. Yes, it hell is. Yes. I would even say hell yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats is just north of Hugo on Highway 61, and there's a second store in Forest Lake just east of 35 on, on 97 and a, 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 a White Bear Lake area store opening uh, right around Christmas. Uh, if you want to order ahead for your Christmas ham, I, would, I think that's a good idea because these hams are the, they're the best. Don't wait. They're the best. Call the uh, Hugo Grunhoffers at 
426-2800. And also remember, you can call that same number and have them put meals together for you. You got a big football weekend coming up. They put all that together for you. Uh, they'll even, they'll even, uh, they're looking for a new broad idea to celebrate the opening of the White Bear Lake mm. store. So put your thinking cap on and uh, get into that. You can find out more about Grunhoffers too on their Facebook page or Instagram feed. It's Grunhoffers Old Fashioned Meats. You know what will make it? The official meat of the meat raffle. Ah! Are you doing this uh, online store thing still? Story, uh, sound story? No, no. Garage Logic online store. Oh no, it's it's the auction. Auction. What did I say? It runs through the store. 14th. I mean yes. auction. Yes. John, do you have Twitter open? Uh, yes, I can. I mean, it's here. What you need? Do you see Benny Hill trending on the right side? You've got it on your la- on your computer, right? Yeah, I don't see it trending. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Click on that. Click on that. Okay. Now click on, you're going to have to scroll down a little bit, to a post from Lucky Burglar. It says, Israel-Hamas war. Cue the Benny Hill music. Oh, I saw this over the weekend. Oh, my God. The ladder fight. It's the most delightful thing I've ever seen. There's a, it's got to be a Jew, right? He's up on a ladder taking Thinking down the Palestinian, Palestinian flag. Palestinian yep. flag. A uh, Muslim or a Palestinian pulls over and they start going at it. Only the one guy also grabs a ladder and they're just <laughs> smacking each other with ladders. ladder fight. Oh, it's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and then at some point, those... doesn't somebody else join it? I yeah, and then another one gangs up on uh, yeah. the Jew. We should let those two solve the problems. <laughs> The yeah, Hamas. Who's yeah. gonna choose? Yeah, so he did the smart thing and got the hell out of there. Why is Benny Hill trending? <laughs> that's that's why, evidently. Because of that cougar that got a Hummer. <laughs> oh, um <laughs> by the way, the celebration after the scoring of the three points yesterday. Do you get to do that in football? When two teams what are playing do. the worst game I've ever seen in my entire life, and one <laughs> scores a measly three points, do you get to go insane with the celebration? <laughs> That's a good point. You shouldn't. It, no, it, it should be a moment of shame. But no play now goes without theatrics. Right. Third and three. Right. And, and the guy makes a tackle, and he's got to run around the stadium. Right. You know. <laughs> These guys need to walk uphill both ways to school. <laughs> the worst thing that ever happened in football was Taylor Swift. I get a text last night from the CP. Patrick Mahomes is having a bad year, she says, as though she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Were you watching the game in separate rooms again? I wasn't home, Chris. Oh, that's right. Uh- well, I'm sure they were watching it because Taylor was in the house, wasn't she? She was. She was. I didn't actually have the sound up. I was watching something else on the computer, but um, it was just uh, very embarrassing for both teams. May I ask a question? Kenny, are you doing a seafoam ad or did you already do yours? I don't know. What's your opinion? Go ahead and give them. Yeah, I think I'd better. Yeah. All right. 
I don't want you eating ketchup sandwiches at the end of the year for Christmas. Oh, I'm going to be doing that anyway. Um, I meet with our leader on Wednesday. Get the uh, state of the state? Yeah. Oh, um, state of the county? Speaking of Christmas, Rook, I need to take Wednesday the 27th off. Good luck to you. <laughs> you have fun. Chris has not had a day off from Hubbard since July. So <laughs> let's, uh, yeah, it'll be all right. Well, when's Christmas this year? Uh, we don't know. December that. 25th. Monday. It's a Monday. A Monday? Yeah. Yep. So we're working uh, right so, up until the 22nd. Is that correct? Through the 22nd, we work. Yep. Then uh, Monday is Christmas Day. It's a holiday. We're not working that day. Right. We'll be back Tuesday. Uh, I thought there were two Hubbard holidays at Christmas. There is not this year. Because Christmas Eve falls on a Sunday. Correct. Yeah. So I told, I said that we would be doing, quote unquote, live shows that week following Christmas. I wouldn't mind a, a day off that week. <laughs> uh, I won't be here at all. I, I won't be here at all. Well, I, oh, I did I, ask. I don't work on that week. Can we be serious here? Okay, so how about that Wednesday? How about we take Tuesday and Wednesday off and work Thursday and Friday? That's fine. Can you do that? That's fine with me. <laughs> so I'll, John, that's good with you? That's, I'm fine with that, yeah. I got to get my so, license so removed. So forget what we discussed okay. a couple of weeks ago. This is the new plan. <laughs> what did we discuss? I don't remember. You said you wanted to work every day but Christmas. And that's what I told the the powers that be. Those in the know that need to know. Well, if you're not here, we'll have to cancel Christmas. Hey. So, Roll the dice. Let's go. What, whatever decision that we make today, can we stick with that one? <laughs> we should talk about having Fridays off. In the summer. <laughs> we should also, you know what? We should play as a band at the next um, appearance. There's a lot of things we should do. Oh, Joe. Hi. How are you? Since it is in two weeks from today. So the it's new plan is Christmas time. We'll be back with a live show on Thursday. The 28th. You're not. All right. Okay. I'm writing that down. Guess right what now. you're going to get, GLers, for. Tuesday the 26th. So here's what I did to my neighbor. Well, maybe you could work <laughs> a little harder and come up with the no, better the, show. No, the people like the Christmas light rivalry. Well, you're just a lot of people. A lot, lot of people Christmas. like it. A lot of people like it. When, when would I play it? Are people tired of that BS? No. We get, that's the number one most requested show every year. I definitely am, Joe. <laughs> Yeah, we are. I never need to hear it again, as a matter of fact. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right, maybe I'll... Boy, if only somebody would What is this go movie? through all the tapes and put together shows. But I realize <laughs> it's a gargantuan task. It's a, it's a big task. That's kind of what I'm doing with the Garage Logic I, I thought he was doing that. Yeah, I thought you were doing that anyway. Who's doing something here? <laughs> Nobody. Well, let's go. <laughs> We're not working. Let's go. Kenny's got a seafoam. Chris, do I have North American baking oh, stones? Yes, you do. And then when you get to your midway point, please throw it to Rookie. The Rookster. Thanks, Brasky. We're ready. Make up a new name for you, Rook. I don't yeah. Know. Okay, guys like you. It's okay. It works. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. 
Deep Creep to the rescue. I want to talk about Deep Creep just a little more. Whatever it is, it could be anything. It got put away wet and dirty years ago. It hasn't been touched until you took possession of it or you found it. And uh, Seafoam, Deep Creep, got it working again just like brand new. We have to know that Seafoam Deep Creep solves so many issues so far and wide that GLers need a can. I almost said literally. I'm not going to say that. We definitely need a can everywhere. <laughs> just right away, just put one in the gun cabinet. It'll last for years and years and years there because you only use a little, just a little bit. Um, keep one in the shop, right? Two, three cans in the shop. Just for the fun of it, put one in your vehicle in case you encounter something down the road. Next time you're in the fine automotive chemical aisle, pick up a couple, two, three cans of deep creeps, spread them around the estate, keep them everywhere. I promise you, you're going to need it. It's a local company with a global reach and a true miracle chemical seafoam deep creep. Per Bill Stein's recommendation, on the plane today, I watched a Christmas story Christmas. Oh, it oh, yeah. does a good job of reprising. The characters, all of whom, huh. well, Flick is Fleck has grown now, and uh, the neighbor, the Butkuses or whatever, Bumpus. that, Bumpuses, Bumpus. or, and, and uh, Scott Farkas is now a cop in that town. Oh, and, really? And uh, it does it does a good job of bringing that back. Yeah, I I was pleasantly surprised watching that because oh, I you had, did see it. I, yeah, I saw it last year, the year before. So all of the original characters, pretty many, several uh, of them. Yes. Wow. Well, Ralph Parker is Ralph Bill is Peter Billingsley. Peter Billingsley who played Ralphie. Right. Okay. And now he's an adult that's come home for Christmas because Dad has died. So it has the sad tone. Dara to it. Mag not really. Dara McGavin has passed on. I think the mother is the mother in Christmas Story. The original. I'm trying to remember. Um, well, did she do a centerfold? What? No, no, she was the uh, girlfriend in a different movie, Kenny. That's what you're thinking of. Okay. Here's John yeah. Hyde in his newsroom. That got sorted quickly, didn't it? Uh, this this update this brought you. Take a Christmas story. <laughs> And turn it into some. She was the girlfriend in some uh, movie. I'll, I'll spin it around. Centerfold. We would all leave our family on Christmas morning there for her. There you go. Not the way. Not the woman I saw in this movie. You wouldn't. The oh. shelf life was running out there. That sell by date was <laughs> shelf sell by date. Shelf life. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. You are so misogynist. I am. Oh. I am. This. Uh, this news, uh, North American uh, Banking Company, proud to bring you this newscast. Sorry about that, Mike. Busy weekend for law enforcement because of the snow on Saturday. State Patrol released crash numbers that say there were 238 crashes from 9 in the morning Saturday to 9 in the morning Sunday. A total of 30 resulted in injury, one of them considered serious or fatal. The crashes included 106 spinouts and two jackknife semis. Uh, we still have some snow on the ground, but with temps in the upper 30s today, upper 40s by Thursday, everything expected to melt by the end of the week. May I interrupt you, John? Use me. Use me. Use me. I I did read of the uh, fellow in Loring Park in the grocery store. Oh, yeah, I have that actually. Okay, then I'll keep quiet till you get there. Then I okay, should, yeah. Melinda Dillon played the yeah, mother. Yeah, Melinda Dillon. And then Julie Haggerty played it in the the second oh, movie. Because okay. Melinda well, Dillon, alike. she they passed look. away in January. Who did? 
Melinda Dillon. Is she the one that was a porn star? No, she, she had a different role in a different movie. And right. so there was a side by side and said, Can you believe she was this? I and see. she was also uh, Peter's mom. I you see. guys you guys know who Julie Haggerty is, right? Yeah, she's Why the, is she was the, bell? She was airplane. She, she airplane. She oh, was the stewardess. Right. The, right. The airplane. The kind of the love one, interest, right? This one? Yes, the love interest of uh, Stryker. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Sure, I knew I seen her. Yeah, I seen her there. I, I seen knew I seen one. her someplace. <laughs> no. She was the girlfriend yeah. in Slapshot. Julie Haggard? Julie Haggard? Melinda, was she? Melinda Dillon. Melinda Dillon. No. Is that the movie you're talking That's about? That's the image. Kenny Wait a minute, Scott the is. young, heavy drinking girlfriend with the big, big St. Bernard dog? Uh, no. I, no. Or Paul Newman's Paul girlfriend. Paul Newman's girlfriend. Oh, okay. Wow. Welcome right. to Cinema World, ladies and gentlemen. You know what I did? Full circle. Back to the news and talk about theater and acting. (laughs) That's right, you conservatives. What do you know about that? Well, this poor guy that got the four iron through him or whatever club it was. I'm going to go right to that story. Yeah, do that, Jay. He was an actor, wasn't he? He was a dancer. Dancer, yep. Entire neighborhood in Minneapolis's Loring Park area this weekend, grieving longtime cashier Robert Scafty of Oak Grove Grocery after his gruesome death. Police on Friday arrested 44-year-old Taylor Schultz for allegedly beating and stabbing Scafty to death with a golf club before barricading himself in the apartment building across the street for six hours. Love for Scafty could only begin to be quantified in the mementos that made up a growing memorial near the steps of the store. Uh, beyond the community store, Scafty was a pillar of his neighborhood and community, as described by one of his closest friends, Stephanie Gray. He was also a noted dancer in the Twin Cities. Gray says the pair danced in productions together dating back to 1993. She said Scafty had numerous memorable roles. Jose Herrera is the board chair of the Stevens Square Community Organization, where he said Scafty was a regular volunteer. Over the years, Scafty started Community Gardens and the Stevens Square Farmers Market. Herrera said it's literally impossible to quantify all the things he's done for our neighborhood. Scafty was 66 years old. Okay, here's my question. Did this foul creature who should not have been in public, he should have been confined somewhere, mm-hmm. did he walk into the store carrying a golf club? Or do you think Scafty kept his clubs in the store? Maybe he's a golfer. Well, they had a previous altercation. I would guess he brought the club with him, wouldn't you guys? Yeah, I thought Where did it would occur in the it, store. In, in the, the store, store. Oh, in the okay. middle of the afternoon. Yeah, he was working. Scafty was working okay. at the store. Right. I believe I read in one of the stories the fella brought the club in with him. That's what I thought I read. And he too. must have banged it against a shelf or something because the club head was was on the floor. So he <clears> turned <throat> yeah. the damn club into a spear. Yep. And um, it, it, does he have, do we know anything about him? Does he have a, a history, a yeah, criminal history? Mental, uh, yeah, mental issues also. Mm-hmm. But once again, as Joe said, this but is a guy. That's pretty much, that's pretty unstable walking around with a golf club and then using it to kill some guy. Yeah. It's, it's another example of this guy shouldn't have been roaming amongst well, us. Well, Mary's got him now. He might get a little slap on the wrist. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> 
A man who was found guilty of murder will now be set free after a judge today overturned his conviction. On Monday, members of the Great Northern Innocence Project announced that Marvin Haynes, who was convicted of killing 55-year-old Randy Shear, has been exonerated after spending about 20 years in the Stillwater prison. He had been sentenced to life in prison in 2005. Haynes, who turned 36 last week, was 16 years old at the time he was charged. In initial police interviews with Haynes, detectives falsely asserted that they'd found fingerprints, DNA, and surveillance footage that linked him to the crime. Haynes said he wasn't there the day of the crime, saying he was home until at least three that afternoon. No physical evidence tied Haynes to the crime, and he didn't match the physical, uh, physical description that witnesses provided to investigators. Several people who testified at his 2005 trial have since signed affidavits recanting their statements. The victim, Sharer, and his wife were working at Jerry's Flower Shop, May 16, 2004, when a young man walked in saying he wanted flowers for his mother's birthday. Instead, he pulled out a revolver and demanded money and the security tapes. Sharer emerged from the back saying there was no money to take. His sister, Cynthia McDermott, fled as two shots rang out. McDermott described the shooter to police as 19 to 22 years old with close cropped hair. She looked at a photo lineup that did not include Haynes and said she was 75 to 80 percent certain that one man pictured was the shooter. But that man had an alibi. During the 2005 trial, prosecutors relied on testimony from several minors who claimed to have heard Haynes bragging about the killing, including Haynes' cousin Isaiah Harper, who was 14 at the time. Harper has since signed an affidavit recanting, saying officers threatened to send him to prison if he didn't help corroborate their theories about the case. Harper, now 34, said he was afraid. He is now incarcerated for aiding and abetting second-degree murder in an unrelated case. Uh, this morning, Haynes was released from prison. You all uh, remember what we were seeing about four years ago? No. Uh, the more we hear of what's happening in this country, the more we hear about these barely competent college presidents, the more we hear about county attorneys like Mary Moriality, uh, the more the more we drift leftward. You know what we're going to start saying again? That's why Trump got elected. Yeah. And that's why Trump got elected. Kids in school, don't you dare make a snowflake. And that's why Trump got elected. Yeah. It's hard to argue. I know. I know. Yeah, the next, I think, you know, 11 months, that'll be nice and calm. You know, wow. We, uh, from sea to shining sea. Yeah. And replace. Replacing copper wire stolen from light poles in Minneapolis has cost that city 200 grand this year. <laughs> and on that's the... right. <laughs> <laughs> Almost on cue, Thanks, Johnny. John. <laughs> Data on the city's website shows more than 300 reports of streetlight outages that are currently open. And Christ, homeowners he wants to shoot looters. <laughs> and and homeowners <laughs> along West River Parkway insist the problem is even bigger. Exposed wires at the base of several poles along the parkway are the sign that they were hit by copper thieves, a problem so pervasive in the Twin Cities that, uh, well, St. Paul recently allocated an extra half a million dollars in that city's 2024 budget to address we need the same a problem. We copper budget yep. in our city. We got one. St. <laughs> Paul Public Works crews are trying a variety of strategies, including placing metal bands around the poles, installing silent alarms that can alert police, and using materials that are less valuable for thieves. Um, 
here's my idea could save everybody a lot of money there's it, it's access panels down there at the base right yep and they open those up well you guys do any of you have fancy rims because fancy rims come with a key you know what I'm talking about? Yep. I do not this. have. Are you yep. talking wheels and st- rims? Yep. To me, are trim ring. You're talking wheels. Oh, for God's sakes! Come on, Captain Buzzkill. Keep up, okay? <laughs> and they come with these. One. They come with keys that you keep in your glove box. Yes. So when you need to remove your your wheel or your rim, you <laughs> insert that into the bolt, and then you put your four way or your wrench or whatever it is on that. Why not? have these fancy locking um, bolts like that on these access panels. I'm, I'm for that. It was an important plot part in a Michael Conley novel, one of the Harry Bosch novels, where the bad guys were pulling off their crimes after first disabling local streetlights by getting that ac- access. Yeah. Oh. yeah, because the streetlights were talking to each other. No. <laughs> what? He's having fun with me. Oh, he's the idea was the trees were talking to each other. I still think it's a good idea. I'm going to go back to before the show that uh, some people haven't heard. We were talking about the new Reacher series. Go watch the Harry Bosch series. Those are excellent. Everywhere. Where do you find that, John? They're on Amazon. The new ones on oh. freebie, but the original was on Amazon. Oh, really? So, yeah, there's, I don't know, I think we're up to six or seven seasons. Are, so. uh, is the Reacher series, are they each independent shows or are they all connected? In other words, uh, the it, first season. It's yeah, it's all connected. There's like ten to twelve episodes, oh, and it, but just, they're all telling it, one story. Yeah, it's a storyline. There's yeah, more yeah. than one story, but it's well, a at story. The end line. of episode one, you haven't concluded anything. Oh no, no, no. Okay, no. okay. You do need to watch them in order. Is that your question? I guess that is my question. Okay. <laughs> what kind of cars do they have in that series? <laughs> Reacher's not a car. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we take a break here and see what our friend the rookie has to tell us? Well, I'll tell you that it's December 11th, and we're just a couple of weeks away from Christmas. Take care of your holiday shopping with the gift that your family is not only going to love this year, but for years to come, and you can do it in a matter of a couple of clicks with the gift card at mysoundstory.com. What is SoundStory? A professionally produced hour-long conversation in which you or one of your loved ones interviewed by somebody like me. It's a conversation that includes experiences from their childhood. Maybe it's school, first date, first movie, first kiss. With SoundStory, you or your loved one's voices and the stories are saved for your family forever. You and your siblings can go in on a gift certificate for your parents and get them a sound story at mysoundstory.com. For a limited time, enter the promo code FLASHLIGHT. You get 10% off that sound story gift certificate. It would be really cool to listen to that for generations to come. It's a gift you'll never regret giving, but it's a gift that everyone in your family will love. MySoundStory.com, promo code FLASHLIGHT to get this holiday special of 10% off a gift certificate for sound story. That's promo code FLASHLIGHT at mysoundstory.com. Just waiting for the tagline. Yeah, they didn't have it on here. I wonder why they don't. For you, for me, for forget grandma. It. Forget it. Forget, forget about it. it. Hey, how you doing? Do, 
I'm going to read an Andrew Sullivan piece. I'll read it tonight uh, from Substack. And it's about the, uh, the Ivy League presidents. And On I, the think, hot seat? I think I uh, instinctively got something right that he writes. Uh, uh, well, I'll find it. Right. Oh, as whites, this gets back to my idea that it, it's whites who are the founders of the country. And he writes, as whites, Jews helped construct a constitution long ago that pretends to guarantee equal rights. But once you awaken to the racist conspiracy that will always define America, you can see it was actually designed to oppress non-white goyim forever. This is what the New York Times believes as we discovered in 2019 in an entire issue of their magazine, which they then distributed to high school kids so they could learn which groups to hate in America and which groups to love. This is why when non-whites commit hate crimes, they are instantly re redefined as enacting white supremacy. It is why it is not triggering to call a conservative student a white supremacist or a white gay man of my generation a queer. We deserve it as oppressors, but it is a form of violence if you misgender a trans person or ask where someone is from. Uh, he, if you haven't read Andrew Sullivan much, he's worth your time. Uh, in other words, the Jews fit the definition of being white. Okay. They were around at the beginning, and they have faith, and they're successful. Boom. Let's get them, too. They make a good living. Who's got something here? You know? Reavers does. Are we ready? I sure am. Rolling. Come on. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Got another great email from Eric. He made the call for his free water analysis. Thank you, Eric. You will be happy if you decide to make the switch to Hofferman Water and Connecticut. 612 895-2440. Get on that schedule today. Have them come out for that free water analysis. And you know what? If you decide to make the switch, you will be happy. I'm a proud customer and have been for a number of years now of Connecticut and Hofferman. It's made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. Whether it's drinking water, it doesn't matter. For your cooking, laundry, your showers, just trust me. Everything gets better with Connecticut and Hofferman. So get on that schedule. 612 895-2440. You can also visit their website, which is, of course, HoffermanWater.com, and you can see every single water treatment system that they have to offer, whether it's a water softener, an iron rust and odor filtration system, or a brand new drinking water system. They will take great care of you and your family, and that's because Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Please tell them that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Johnny? 
In other news, some nasty weather in parts of the U.S., a combination of heavy rain, snow, and wind, bringing threats of flooding and power outages to the Northeast today. Uh, This is all part of that same storm system that moved through Tennessee yesterday, killing six people, tornadoes toppling homes, and tens of thousands of people losing power in the weather. National Weather Service issued winter storm warnings throughout the evening as snow fell across Vermont and northern New York. Up to 10 inches of snow could accumulate in that area. The Weather Service said that Snowfall rates of an inch an hour were possible. A lot of schools closed in Vermont. A mix of rain and snow falling in New Hampshire as of early this afternoon. And some roads had minor flooding in Maine with gusty winds expected this afternoon. Yes, sir. I, I, I have a question, and I'm not trying to make light of what happened there, but a thought occurred to me when I was driving in today. And Kenny, I know I saw your tweet about it this morning. If I'm commuting to work or heading home and I'm in an accident, let's say on 35 near Buck Hill, is Buck Hill liable because of the manufactured snow that they're making? In other <laughs> words, the road conditions were a little slick because I drove by, what's the one in uh, Edina? Highland Hills? Yeah. Same thing on the Crosstown. Yeah. So there isn't, you know, there's no accumulation because of the weather, but because yeah. they're manufacturing the snow, they're not liable in any way, are they, if they cause an accident? I don't know, but you'd think that they would get together with MnDOT. MnDOT is actually posted. There's signs up that say expect icy conditions in the winter. Sure. So there's a warning, but you would think that somebody at Buck Hill would call or email and check in with MnDOT and say, we're making snow tonight, throw some product down. Yeah. And then you would think that motorists coming, you know, blasting up or down 35 would see the blizzard (laughs) in the air. Yeah. And they'd roll out of the throttle, not hammer the brakes, not any crazy, just roll out of the throttle, increase your following distance, and get through there without an issue. But no, 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 no. We can't do that. that. That's way too easy. No. no. Not aggressive enough for me, Kenny. Sorry. The one one that cracked me up today was later in the morning, 10, maybe 10 o'clock or so, there was a crash. A guy spun out on uh, southbound 77 at 35E. He's walking around his vehicle, and then another crash occurs right next to him, and then another crash occurs right behind him. So we had three crashes, same area, people still blasting through there at top speed, and people involved in all three crashes walking around their vehicles. Well, you got to check it out, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you stand in front of the vehicle so when the car from behind rams into yours, you get run over? Do that. A record. Just walk around the freeway and see what's going on. <laughs> and God forbid, even after the lights arrived, you know, the the um, the first unit, the trooper, the, the uh, tow truck. So there's lights. It's like Las Vegas. People still got their foot down. Screw those assholes. I'm, like, I'm in a hurry. I'm important. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have said that, but well, uh, maybe wound up about the, you know, that topic. So wait, Rick. So your answer is no, they're not liable. <laughs> yeah, I forgot what the question is. Yeah, what's the question? <laughs> I feel a lot better now. A record seven and a half million people expected to fly from December 23rd to January 1st, marking the busiest year-end travel season oh. since the American Automobile Association began tracking that data back in the year 2000. That would beat the pre-COVID record of 7.3 million seen during the same period in 2019. The trend, they said, would be an extension of a busy Thanksgiving travel period during which the daily number of passengers screened by U.S. airport security hit a record 2.9 million. 
More air travel may not translate into a similar surge in the country's jet fuel consumption thanks to a larger, more efficient airplane line. Implied fuel demand fell as much as 100,000 barrels a day in early December, the biggest weekly loss since June, according to data from the U.S. Energy Information Administration. Road travel is set to rise as well, with nearly 104 million drivers expected to hit the road. Overall, travelers are seen at 115 million, the second highest ever, according to AAA. Wall Street Journal reporting Rudy Giuliani's legal and financial wars, uh, woes could worsen this week, with the District of Columbia jury considering whether the former Trump lawyer should pay tens of millions of dollars for falsely accusing two Georgia election workers of rigging the election. U.S. District Judge Beryl Howell, who's overseen the case for two years, already has found Giuliani liable for defaming Ruby Freeman and her daughter Shay Moss, who are at the center of post-election conspiracy theories. In an unusual August 30th ruling, Howell said that Giuliani repeatedly flouted his obligations to turn over evidence in the case and that his willful discovery misconduct was egregious enough to warrant an automatic judgment against him. A week-long trial will now determine how much the former New York City mayor has to pay the mother-daughter duo. They're seeking upward of $43 million in compensatory damages, saying Giuliani's lies about them ruined their lives and fomented violent death threats that drove them into hiding. What's going to need to happen, Joe? I don't know. know. Between now and November, whatever it is, for the country to have faith in the election process. I have no idea. Okay. People getting smart. Sorry, a lot of, probably shouldn't have said that. Huh? Have faith. A lot of people don't. He's yeah, having his own uh, moments of dementia. In case you haven't noticed, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, yeah. he's having some issues. Yeah. In a victory for gay rights and advocates, the U.S. Supreme Court today declined to hear a challenge to Washington state law banning conversion therapy on children aimed at changing sexual orientation or gender identity in a case brought by a Christian therapist who calls the 2018 measure an affront to free speech rights. Conservative Justices Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, and Brett Kavanaugh dissented from the decision. Yes, Mr. Thought alert. Yes. White people who be who change genders then become protected under the ideology of diversity, equity, and inclusion. They're not they're not targets of uh, elite uh, Ivy League schools. Hold on, they checked because, the box because they're white people, white Christian people who have for, forsaken that and changed over to become marginalized. I'm really confused at this point. I don't know. I, I like got to start taking notes. I got to start taking notes so I can't keep up. Who's marginalized? Who's no, not? But you, watch what would have happened if there had been an uprising against uh, transgender people at Harvard. You, you think that the school president wouldn't have immediately condemned the people calling for that kind yes, of behavior? She would have. Yes. 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 Uh, Also today, the Supreme Court agreeing with an 83-year-old California woman who said law enforcement used excessive force in a 2019 stop. The 83-year-old woman is Elisa Brown, about five foot tall, 117 pounds, when she was ordered out of her blue Oldsmobile by police in California in 2019. The officer who pulled Brown over thought the car she was driving had been stolen. That was a mistake. Following their protocol, they drew their handguns, handcuffed Brown, and forced the 83-year-old to her knees. 
Federal appeals court this year ruled that Brown could sue the police for excessive force, waiving a legal doctrine known as qualified immunity that protects police from liability for civil rights violations in many circumstances. And the Supreme Court on Monday let that lower court ruling stand, keeping Brown's lawsuit alive. The Supreme Court has mostly balked at lawsuits questioning the legal immunity extended officers. Police organizations have long countered that officers need the immunity in cases when they must defend themselves, and split-second decisions can lead to unforeseen tragedy. Coincidentally, this weekend, Donald Trump said in a speech, quote, we're going to do something I will say is slightly controversial, but shouldn't be. We're going to indemnify policemen in precincts and states and cities for being sued. Trump made that uh, statement to the New York Young Republicans Club Gala at a speech on Saturday night. John, how old was this gal? 83. And it was a blue Oldsmobile? Blue Oldsmobile. That's, Long, that's correct. big blue Delta 88 with a box of Kleenex <laughs> oh, on the back. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> right and a whole bunch eye. of dead bugs. Yeah. Uh, dead did bugs. we tackle her and mace her and wrestle her to the we ground? Handcuffed her. Well, they, they put her on the ground on her knees, apparently. Handcuffed her and put her on the ground. Yeah, she's a threat. I've seen her in action before. She'll <laughs> uh, give you a big hug if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah, a little kiss on the cheek. One of the uh, junk. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> one of the latest things: uh, subscriptions for the auto industry. Have you seen this? I, I was unaware of all this. I'm vaguely for, familiar with this, but I'm anxious to have you enlighten me. For certain Toyota vehicles, for instance, the remote start option comes at a price of eight dollars a month after the expiration of a free trial. Huh? Yeah, you're starting to buy carts a la car. Yeah. BMW, meanwhile, charging 20 bucks a month for enhanced cruise control in certain vehicles. Uh, Ford, they offer hands-free driving Blue Cruise assisted cruise control option for some of its vehicles, including the all-electric F-150 Lightning, but it would cost you 75 bucks a month. Alastair Weaver, editor-in-chief at Edmonds, says automakers are counting on the new revenue stream to pay for the transition to electric cars. That, I, mm. I know what I would do if I mm. was a billionaire. Yes. I would buy up every pre, I'll pick a year, I'd buy up every running pre-1975 car. Because those are the cars we're going to need in the revolution. Jay, Jay Leno's going to be doing okay, right? Yeah, With yeah. his Stanley Steamer. Yeah. General Motors projects subscription fees to bring in as much as $25 billion a year. That's billion with a B, Tom Hauser. What? By the year 2030. What idiot would want to do this? Well, apparently a lot. Uh, if they're going to bring in 25 you look at it on billion. on a cost basis, it might be more appealing to you than paying for it on the sticker. But we will tell you when you can use your cruise that. control. No, they could disconnect. No, I don't like that. Alexi Partners. Uh, Alex, I'm sorry, Alex Partners, a global consulting firm, found that more than 60% of customers, Mr. Reavers, are willing to consider subscribing for enhanced safety and convenience features as long as they don't feel like any convenience features are already paid for. So, you want a steering wheel with that okay. car? That's going to you. $13 <laughs> a month, you get a steering wheel. Is that the deluxe model? No, for the deluxe model, you get tires. Ah, uh, yeah. How about the brake? Do I get to use the brake? You get a brake. You get the brake, but it's $8 a month per brake. Ah. (laughs) Alex Partners, Mike Wakefield, said uh, it might be that the car becomes cheaper and the options of subscribing bring the price up. 
And they're also going to put a governor on it, right? So you won't be able to go over 71 in a 70-mile-an-hour zone. Why do you think I'm buying up everything in sight, baby? You don't have to be a millionaire to do that. There's a lot of very affordable cars out there. Oh, but I have to have a place to put them. I was going to say, where are you going to store them? That's why I think Jerry Seinfeld has done such a great job of uh, really harnessing in the... uh, fruitcake he ruined the porsche market for people like me grab the net <laughs> i got a big one yeah. Fresh well, resist jumping no i know i know you gotta love it uh and don't do this okay 72 year old man in oregon will spend more than a decade behind bars for rigging his home with a series of booby traps inspired by the indiana jones movie franchise yeah <laughs> don't do that please that's that bad good. They were designed to injure or kill law enforcement, including a hot tub set to roll down a hill. Remember the rock and late Raiders of the Lost Ark that rolled mm-hmm. down a hill toward yeah. them? Well, this was a hot tub that was supposed to roll at whoever uh, triggers the booby trap. Uh, one FBI bomb technician was actually hospitalized uh, because of all this. Uh, the man here was sentenced to 150 months or 12 and a half years in a federal correctional facility. John, that's fantastic. Okay, thanks. Uh, I I think that's fantastic. We're going to uh, take a short time out here and wrap her up. Patrick's here. Put a uh, over here. Yeah, he's waiting patiently. Why is this church mouse always? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet as a church mouse as always. All right, uh, I need one second. Yes, but hang on. Why would a mouse in church be any quieter than any other mouse? Okay, you know what? Always in church, Professor Pedantic. You've got to rein this stuff in, okay? Hubcap, rim. uh, What was the other one? Your Jesus. If if I had found an opening, I was going to congratulate him as Mister FYI for bringing that up, but I didn't find an opening, so. Yeah, we're gonna, right, I'm going to start calling him Professor Pedantic. <laughs> What's pedantic Professor. mean? You're just too... Uh, yeah, you're just too like Joe. You're just too. Too like Joe. You're just too. You're a lot like our friend Joe. John, is that your only sweatshirt that you wear every day? <laughs> no. No, I haven't worn it in about a week. What do you mean? Okay. Well, I've seen it now quite a few times. Well, What's on there? Guitars? One. Those are guitar picks with guitars in the middle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My wife made me this shirt. What do you think of that? She made it. She made it. Very. I didn't rip the shirt. I just said, is that your only one? I'm going to tell her how much you hate her. I didn't say that. (laughs) Joe hates you. Lori, Joe hates you. Let's have a quick look at your head. Pat, come here. Kenny's going to show us his head. Will you show Pat? Will you show Pat? I don't think it'll show up as well on camera as it does in real life. Well, he's got, he won't take his head off because he said something bad happened to his head <laughs> and he won't show us. Maybe You're going to get emails, but the hat. You know. We're on the council, Patrick. Oh, All right. <laughs> so what? Is there going to be a reveal or no? Well, I guess not. Kenny, we're all waiting anxiously. I'm not. I know Kenny's not going to give up the goods. I think I'm, uh, I'm not, I, I won't be there tomorrow. Won't be there. there tomorrow. And in case I'm not in surgery, uh, I'm bringing my computer and maybe I'll be there, but I'm thinking probably not. 
I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, I, you know, let's put it this way: I might be there, but I probably won't. I have a doctor's appointment in the morning that could take some time. Okay, it had to do with why your hat's on. No, but unfortunately, they're going to ask me to take my hat off, and then they're going to see the carnage, and then they're going to ask all sorts of questions. Will this involve social yeah, services? Not, not or? Or we're almost done. Well, I got. I'm headed down to the Twin Cities as soon as you wrap Let's up. Let's go. Are you ready? Yeah. Rook, I'll take Masonic, sir. Okay. Rolling. Here's a guy that forgot to play a liner. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Uh, Joe Suchere. I see what he did there. Good recovery. Good recovery. You know, Minnesota Masonic Charities, they're one of the leading grant makers in the state, including primary support for the University of Minnesota Masonic Children's Hospital, speaking of repairing, and the University of Minnesota Masonic Cancer Center. Both great institutions are leading the fight against cancer with research on the causes, prevention, treatments, cures, and also is one of the leading cancer research institutes in the nation. Their research on the causes, prevention, detection, and treatment of cancer has helped tens of thousands of people. This is just more information that they like to bring to you garage logicians because, yeah, the funny hats, the -the behind-the-door meetings, the handshakes, they're an open book. You just need to learn more about Minnesota Masonic Charities, mnmasoniccharities.org. That's mnmasoniccharities.org. Uh, do you know that the, at the UN Climate Summit at the in the United Arab Emirates, they had a uh, seminar on responsible yachting? Oh, okay, is there? Ir- I didn't know there was irresponsible yachting. Timbuktu alerted me to this. The event was moderated by Nico Rosberg, a yacht owner, and organized by Sun Reef Yacht, a company that builds custom yachts and luxury vessels. The seminar included discussions about electric, hybrid, and hydrogen propulsion, battery technology, plant-based composites, air conditioning, and bottom paints. Mm. I hope billionaire climate czar John Kerry was able to fit this seminar into his busy schedule. He owns a lovely yacht named Isabel, which he purchased after marrying Teresa Heinz. (laughs) People like him need yachts to get to maritime meetings in a hurry. If you want to know why ordinary people have become disgusted with the UN, this would be exhibit A. Mm -hmm. These frauds. Although my new best friend is that Arab oil guy who said, well, there's nothing wrong with fossil fuel. There's nothing wrong with it. Settle (laughs) down. I like that. Carbon, it's the only choice. We don't need that. that. Only because they come to us all the way from... Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador, from the traveling linemen. It's on this day in history. On this day. You mean, Joe, you're talking about December 11th. Ada Louise Cornstock. Is that a name? No, Comstock. Comstock. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Tell me more. Was born in Moorhead. She became the first dean of women at the U of M, and then beginning in 1912, served as dean of Smith College in Northampton, Massachusetts. 
although she, in effect, ran the school from 1917 to 1918, she was not given the title of acting president because she was a woman. She became the first president of the American Association of University Women in 1921 and served as president of Radcliffe from 1923 to 1943. I wonder if if Radcliffe was failed during those years. Hmm. On this day... 1211. In 1895, after a sensational trial, Harry T. Hayward was hanged in a Minneapolis jail for the murder of Catherine Ging, owner of a fashionable dressmaking establishment. He had arranged for her to be killed so he could collect the life insurance money. Mm-hmm. How'd that work out? Well, he went to jail. He was mm-hmm. hanged. He was mm-hmm. hanged. Stretched his neck. Banging. Uh, on this day in 1956, December 11th. This is a nice present. This was a nice Christmas present for the people of St. Paul. Mm-hmm. The dwellings in Swede Hollow, a St. Paul immigrant neighborhood, were burned to the ground after the city health department declared them contaminated. Oof. On this day, Two weeks ahead of Christmas. In 1970, Norman E. Borlaug, U of M alumnus and crop researcher, received the Nobel Peace Prize for his research in hybridizing wheat to increase crop yields. Mm. Borlaug is known as the father of the Green Revolution, but that was not in the sense that we use that term today. And on this day in eight in nineteen ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine, December eleventh. I'm listening. Nothing. I'm enjoying this day in history. St. Paul native Paul Molitor announced his retirement from baseball, having spent his final three seasons with the Twins. His career hits numbered over three thousand, most of them from his years with the Milwaukee Brewers. Can I interject something that Go. has nothing to do with this day in history? What's that? I saw another phenomenal baseball stat. Let me see if I got it right. Tony Gwynn had more four-hit games than he had three strikeout games. Wow. That, that sounds like a Super 70 sports yeah, it stat. Does. With a couple more expletives in it. Well, isn't yeah. that amazing? It's amazing. It is, yeah. On this day, also in 1999, after... <laughs> Huh? After after 16 months of bitter protest, four oak trees sacred to the Metawankton Dakota community of Mendota were cut down to make way for the rerouting of Highway 55 in Minneapolis. That was a huge, huge protest. Yeah, Yeah, I went down there. That was a neat neighborhood that they completely butchered. Where was that, Kenny? Right in the corner there by where it's now? uh... It's uh, where Coldwater Springs, and there was a minerals and mine, a U.S. government um, uh, thing there, too. Yeah, they had mines. It's really interesting now, though. It's called an oak savanna, and it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, That's what I love about Florida. The state has been completely devastated by developers uh, to build golf courses and housing developments. But each golf course has this formal sign. 
entering sensitive environmental <laughs> yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just blew the place up with dynamite 22 right. years ago. We're <laughs> throwing down about 300 gallons of chemicals oh, every right. day. You're entering sensitive area. Don't leave yes. the car yeah. Speaking of golf, how about a five-night all-inclusive golf vacation for two in the Dominican Republic from Escape With Us Vacations? Woo. That is currently online at the Garage Logic Holiday Auction running right now through December 14th. That, a riding lawnmower, trimmer, and blower from Tri-State Bobcat, an ice fishing trip from Ballard's Resort, three different e-bikes from EcoFun Motorsports, a Canadian fishing trip at Fletcher Lake Resort, gift certificates at Grand Old Creamery, Institute of Non-Destructive Testing Certificate Program, OsteoStrong 12-month membership. Just go to garagelogic.com and enter the keyword auction to view all the items and to make your bid Auction ends December 14th. Seriously. Thank you, GLers. Yeah. Thank you, GLers. I'm going to tell all of you garage logicians where to go. You can go directly to YouTube and you can subscribe to Garage Logic. It is free of charge, but it's fun. Now, this is almost free of charge. That's a Garage Logic Town Council. Everybody knows you pay 10 bucks a month or $100 for the entire year to eavesdrop on us prior to the show, during the breaks, and after the show, and get certain special invites to uh, town council events. It's just that simple. Go to garagelogic.com. Yes, it is. All right, we are clear. What? Whoa. That's pretty good. The year he, hit, he only hit 351. Did he ever win a World Series? Who? Are we talking about? Oh. Yeah, they were edged by the Yankees in four games. I was kind of hoping for weather tonight in. Uh, right? Didn't the Padres lose to the Yankees? New York. Johnny? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, rain in right? New York tonight. Yeah. Detroit. He was, was he on that team? I got to go take a yeah. break. I got a, uh, I got a new guitar I'm leaving. You know what both Twin newspapers do is spend a lot of time on food. Yeah. The whole world spends a lot of time on food. Katie was watching some food show yesterday morning, and it was Andrew Zimmern making latkes, and I had to go out to... Crossroads Deli and buy the oh latke, oh the Christmas Hanukkah latke package. Did it? Uh, Twenty of them. Did it deliver? Free? No. No, I mean, did it? Was it good? It was good, but I've eaten five of them so far. Got some of them. What is a latke? Basically, potato pancake with a, with a Jewish twist. Doesn't it have brown sugar on it? What am I thinking of? Chris, I'm ready. In Naples. Ivy the League presidents revealed for her they who they truly are. High end. Mm-hmm. Uh, McLaren was there with the breakfast. Uh, steak joint, steak okay. and seafood. Truck lux. Yeah. Ivy League presidents reveal who they truly are. Yeah. Okay. Minneapolis, the chair of the Minneapolis DFL. Wait, I gotta run. You guys. Uh, Minneapolis. See you, Rook. 
the chair of the Minneapolis DFL, comma, yep, Brianna Lee, B R I A N A, Brianna Lee, L E E, yep, comma, yep. Read me the sentence. The chair of the Minneapolis DFL, comma, Brianna Lee, comma, wants no winter activities in the public schools because they might remind people of Christmas. <laughs> that means games or anything? Can't make a snowflake, Pat. Sports games? Or yep. You can't make a snowflake or anything, you know. Wants no winter activities in the public schools. Doctor says, sir, patient, excuse me, doctor, I'm a ma'am. Doctor, ma'am, you have prostate cancer. But don't boom, boom. <laughs> because it may remind them of Christmas. Okay. Uh, write, read it back to me. The chair of the Minneapolis DFL, comma, Brianna Lee, comma, wants no winter activities in the public schools because it may remind them of Christmas. Not may, might. Oh. That, uh, May is permission. Might is uh, probability. That, Got it. Uh, that doesn't include sports events? Well, the sports events don't have anything to do with Christmas. Do they? No. Anything else you want to mention besides Johnny? No, John, I, I got to go to the can. Patrick, I also need you to do a canopy group before we leave today. Right here. That will do live. We don't need to record that one. Yeah, no, because I, I no, because my new recording thing, we'll have to do it when we're done. See you, town council. I thought we did this the other day. This is for it starts on Christmas. We did the other one that's running.